All right, Minna fans, welcome back to Minna Fandom. It's been a bit of a, a break between the last show, but I am back and I've got a, a special guest, um, someone that not too long ago was too good for this show. <laughs> uh, Ju- Julie, Julie, welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. So it's um, it's about 8.30 at night um, where we're your time where we're recording. So I guess on a level of 1 to 10, how blasted are you right now? How many drinks <laughs> have you had? How much Benadryl? <laughs> just just a one. <laughs> just a one. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that, that'd that be mandatory. If you have to speak to me for an hour, I think most <laughs> even doctors would recommend at least either some kind of medicinal alcohol or weed or something. Um, thanks for coming on Minna Fandom. I've dubbed this sort of trying to find a personality in there of yours because <laughs> it's gone it's gone missing on the main show recently well what happened after that first couple of appearances did you get a bit gun shy um so yeah i think in total i've been a guest five times if i'm not mistaken i think um you know just a I think I let the hate get to me. And I also, it co- it coincided with trying to like do more for Kirk, like behind the scenes, which mm. I do enjoy a lot. Um, and I think I also had some things going on in my personal life, like work and that I was just feeling really stressed out. And I think I, I've always been somebody that actually does Mike blind Mike said it recently, like, when I went on Quantum Kirk and I was on Cyber Monday and, and we talked about me coming here, like he's like, oh, she wants people to like her. Like, that's true, but it's not just like spe- specific to like podcasts. Like, I want people to like, like that's my thing in life is I just want mm. everyone to like me. So I think I just let it get in my head a little bit, but I, I feel like I'm I'm getting over it. Okay, well, if you want people to like you, KMS, I don't know if it's the right place for you because if, if, if they're either, you know, really shitting on you or they're usually not paying you much attention. Yeah, and I, I get it. And it's like, I don't, I, I got, I'm over it. I don't care anymore. If they don't like me, like, fuck it. What do I care? I really only care if Kirk likes me or, or at least wants to talk to me once in a while. Like, he doesn't have to like me either. No one has yeah. to like me. You, know? you just want Kirk's approval, like all of us. I mean, yeah, he's he's a pretty interesting guy. So, you know, I do want that, which is why I uh, turned you down from the beginning, you know, to be to address that. Like it wasn't anything personal against you or the network. And I think you've grown the network since that conversation, which was um, not long after the Portland show in like March or early April. I didn't listen at the time. I mean, I don't listen to every show now, but I, I catch it once in a while. And I just didn't want, like, he would, like, trash, like, Montante for, like, going on everything. And I didn't want to seem like I'm trying to be famous. I just really like talking to Kirk. So, you know. But Yeah. It was just your fucking attitude towards it. Like, you were so rude. And, you know, obviously it was Montante stirring the pot. Like, he could have filtered the response. (laughs) But you also, you know, that was a fucking bad attitude, I think. And we've hit the taking care of business segment by the way, for men of fandom listeners. Um, and this is a bit of business. You know, I think your response was, oh, I'm all set or something. I said, um, I don't speak Australian. Well, to be fair, I, I will admit. So I asked the group chat, like, oh, men are... And I didn't know... I knew who you were, but I didn't, like... I had not really, like I said, caught many of the programs. And my brother said... 
You're an idiot then. It's my fault. I do now. You, you've done a great job over the last six months. I, I have six months, last three years, I've done a great job. I know. The, the I mean, fandom has been one of the staple podcasts in the Minna fandom world now for two or three years. We suffered through Red leaving. We've suffered through various guests. Um, yellow shirt guy, but anyway, go on. So <laughs> yellow put, shirt. put in the group chat. Put in your dumb group chat with your hick friends, and what did they say? Well, mostly family. So my brother told me to say I don't speak Australian, or maybe my cousin. I thought it was funny, and then so I said it, and then obviously it caused a rift between us. And like, I did feel bad. Like I think you've been doing a really good job. I've been paying a lot more attention. Than- you don't need to be condescending either. No. People always say that. Blind Mike thinks I'm condescending. I will tell you something. Oh, I think manners. you're doing a really good job, manners. Oh, I mean, if you That's want to people to like you, try and be a bit humble. Just say, I like your show. I do. I, I, I'm i sorry. I don't say things I don't mean. Like, that's like a character trait. You. I'm not it's lying. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, funny. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I... Uh, yeah, I so, felt you, so you, 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 your family said, you know, wrote you some great jokes like you don't speak Australian. That's all. Well, it was mainly the attitude. I don't expect anybody to come on, but you know, you know, thanks for the invitation. I'm really busy at work at the moment. Can we park this for a while and I'll come back at you? Even just, you know, blow smoke up my ass. You know, I'd rather that than someone pretend like they're too good for this show. Um, I get it. And yeah, it was- that, that was what annoyed me. Because I don't expect people to come on. Like, if you don't want to come on, that's your prerogative. But be polite about it because, you know, I'm still inviting you on a show. Yeah. No, my bad. I I thought it was funny, but I handled it poorly. Okay. And while we're sort of on this topic, how do you address the allegations that you're too good for the Minna fans and that you're too good for the other Minna ladies? I don't think that at all. Actually, you know, it's... I got to know them, so I wasn't really involved at all in the world. It's been about a year and a few days since I first appeared on the KMS show. And I went to an event before that, like the the 5K the previous summer. Um, but really, Portland. I bet you, was, walk, you walked that? I did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't run. Come on, man. Yeah, I can't run either. <laughs> I just don't run. I could do lots of things, but I, I don't like running. Um so- <laughs> my little my little legs, you can imagine them trying to run. Yeah. No, I like cardio, but not running. Um and karate. Then, Did you say karate? Cardio. Cardio, right. Actually, right. yeah. But anyway, so um yeah, okay, so yeah. I went to Portland as like the first event. And actually, like the Friday night, my family couldn't come. And I wanted to go anyway to meet the Mina fans, like some of them. And I knew the only one I really like talked to was Montante because we were on the show together like a month mm. before that. So he like introduced me to Blind Mike. And then I ended up meeting Daver. And I actually ended up meeting Joe that night. But I didn't like I didn't know who any of these people really were. And I had a great time. And so no, I, I don't think I'm too good for the Mina fans. I like hanging out with them. They're fun. Yeah. And what do you think of the other Mina ladies? I don't really know them that well. I think the person I've talked to the most is Allison, and I think she's really nice um, and sweet. We had a nice conversation. I also love um, Mrs. Nipples, and I have had, you know, pleasant conversations. I don't think I'm too good for the middle ladies, and I thought Joe was super nice. Like, um, 
that first night in, on Friday, she like came up to me and introduced herself. I didn't put, honestly, I didn't put together that those were the same, that was the same person until like a few weeks ago. But my brother's like, oh yeah, that's, that's the person you met in Maine. But you know, I, I had a few drinks matters at that time. So <laughs> yeah, um, but no, I have no issue at all. Yeah, so Lauren's in Maine, Joe's in Lauren, Ohio, yeah. and Joe's in Ohio, I think. Yes. And she's the and she's the I, axe. Yeah, no, I do know that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who yeah. the axe is. Yeah, she was super nice, and her husband too. Um, very nice people. And Lauren, I don't have an issue with either. I don't know if she likes me, but that's you know, I don't go out of my way to like hang out with people unless they want to like talk to me too. Okay, <laughs> all right. So you're denying that you're too good for the men of fans and the men of ladies, which is good to hear. I'm not denying. I am. I am refuting, if you will. <laughs> yeah, you're denying that. Um, just, just, just staying and taking care of business for the Mina Fandom listeners. Um, as people will know, Jeff D. Lowe's agreed to come on the show and he's going to try and rope in Mutt and Jared Carabas, which would be quite a big thing because Jared Carabas and I had a massive fallout a couple of years ago. Me and VD made some jokes. I mean, there was a hint of seriousness to it about Jared's mental health and him um oh he was just gushing like a little idiot on um token ceo about not being able to go to the gym and i called him out for it because i, I still think it would have been easy to find a gym in new york to go to um as you know uh julie someone that i think you live in new york or around I there? Do. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a fucking gym on every street corner so yeah he could have found a gym so anyway, but the point is, peace is coming. So hopefully, one of the next minute fandoms will be with Jeff Lowe, Mutt, or Jared. We'll see. We will. I hope see. so. I think I, I feel good about Jeff D. Lowe for sure. He's a huge mm. fan now. I don't know if you saw his tweets earlier today or the dozen episode um, where he like threw in a backdrop of Andrew Augustus House. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Uh, I did. I, I caught bits of that. Um, I woke up this morning to hours and hours of Kirk content, Bastel Radio, his show. Excellent, uh, yeah. So I've got to catch up on some of it. I have to say, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a huge dozen fan, and I'm also not a huge surviving Bastel fan. Like I like them all. Happy for the show to talk about them. Uh, you know, enjoy the show talking about them, but. I don't tend to go and watch the dozen. And as soon as Kirk was eliminated from surviving Barstool, I haven't gone back to watch it. What about you? So the dozen, I catch it here and there when Kirk's on, but like, honestly, and I've, I've said this to my, my group chat loves it. And, you know, I'm proud of Kirk, of course, but I, I like trivia a lot. I'm pretty proud of Kirk. Yeah. Oh yeah. Winning the dozen. Oh yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Super smart guy. But uh, I like trivia myself, but more like Trivial Pursuit and Jeopardy. I'm not really great at niche categories. Like I know a lot about, a little about a lot. And only a few few topics do I know like a lot about it. Like like the movie Titanic. I would probably be good at that category because I've seen it like 35 times. Um, I think it was Jared that's seen it a lot of times too, right? Recently he's brought that up. Um, Yeah, but... I'm not really that good. Like even like mm-hmm. Friends, which I love the show Friends. I haven't seen every episode like five or six times, only a few. So I just uh, I'm not interested if I can't get the questions right. 
Yeah, I'm just not into trivia. Like, I wouldn't watch a trivia show. And some people are. There's, you know, lots of TV shows about them, uh, you know, yeah. trivia shows. People watch them. So it's not really a criticism of the dozen. It's just it's not particularly for me. And reality TV is not particularly for me. Surviving Barstool, it's fun. I get it. But as well, it just doesn't grab me. You know, it's too contrived. It, you know, seeing these middle-aged men play these stupid games and play these, you know, it, totally understand people love it and not trying to shit on anyone enjoying surviving Barstool. But for me, I've I've been happy with just getting the reactions on KMS since Kirk was eliminated. That's enough for me. Clips on social media, uh, you know, but I, I wouldn't watch a normal reality TV show. So it's not knocking surviving Barstool. It's just, you know, once Kirk was gone, it lost its appeal. So, yeah, I don't, I, I have been watching Surviving Barstool. It's on right now and I'm delaying watching it to tape with you, Manners, which thank you. I'll, I'll watch it tonight um, for sure. But because I, I don't love reality TV either. I used to watch Survivor like in high school. I haven't seen it in like 20 years. Um, but I really like most of those people or I know most of those people. And obviously I wanted Kirk to win. However, like I'm still invested and I'm definitely excited about tonight because, you know, he previewed it on, um, well, I only listened to, I didn't listen to Barcelona radio, but I listened to the KMS show and, um, KMS and the rundown and like, I'm pumped. Like I, I'm excited for sparks to fly. Mm. Well, it's, it's good that the final episode's live like that. That is, yeah. maybe I'll, maybe I'll put that on as well when we finish recording. Yeah, I'm not gonna look at Twitter, so I don't want any spoilers. Um, okay, well, we'll keep Twitter. Um, we'll, we'll keep Twitter closed for this recording, Jules. Do people <laughs> call you Jules? Yeah, a lot of people do, actually. Yeah, I welcome it. Yeah, uh, good. So we were brought together this week due to Coleman outing mm -hmm. us for some DMs and I'm going to give my defense first and then I'll let you make okay, your defense because I think we're in different camps here. So firstly, the first allegation was that I used the word, I said to Coleman, I like your vibe. Like, and the way Coleman put it was, I just like sent him a message. Hey, I like your vibe, buddy. Wasn't true. It was back when he was on Minna Fandom. I thanked him for, I, I tweeted out the messages, but I, you know, I thanked him for coming on Minna Fandom and I said, I like your vibe, which as, uh, Joe's um, husband pointed out, Dante, at the time we were talking about Steve units where Vibe was the V. So obviously Vibe was in my head because we were thinking about Steve units. So I don't think that's as egregious as he made it out. If I started just texting Coleman randomly after yeah. shows, hey, I like your Vibe, sweetie, maybe you could think that was a bit weird. So I think that, that's fair enough. And then the other one was he... He said, I said, um, he made a big deal about me saying, thanks, legend. And this is just <laughs> a simple length. This is a cultural difference. Mm -hmm. And if you go on Twitter, the other two Australian Minna fans backed me up with this. We throw legend around like mate here. So, you, and to give you an example, you know, you could go to Starbucks or your coffee shop, get your coffee, and you say to the barista, thanks, legend. It really means nothing. And in America, obviously, it means something different. But over here, it's really common. It means, as I said, it means nothing. You know, you get your car washed. Uh, you give the guy, you know, $10 note and say, thanks, legend. You know, we even do this, thanks, ledge. Like, we just, I might go, Jules, thanks, ledge, for being on in a fandom. So just a I cultural difference. Yeah. Cultural difference. The guys on Twitter backing up. 
that aside though, that doesn't mean you as Americans can't find that funny. Like I think uh, it's funny. I, yeah, but it, I wouldn't think I wouldn't read too much into it if I was Coleman. Like me saying thanks, legend is like thanks, mate. It's almost a little bit dismissive. Uh, you could say thanks, champ. Um, so there's lots of different Australian expressions, and I'm happy to, you know, educate Americans on some more Australian colloquialisms as um, our relationship goes on further. But yeah, I wouldn't read too much into it. Whereas I think yours were a bit, you know, when you're going thanks, brah. Okay, um, I haven't. Yeah, how drunk were you? Well. you? Must have been fucking blind drunk. Zero drunk. Zero drunk. I even. I don't. I think it was like eleven in the morning. Like I drink. was. Uh, no, I do drink, obviously. Um, but I. I'm trying to look. I'm looking at the time of the. Med- but no, I was zero drunk at all. And the reason it came up like this. So it was right after I listened to the show that day that I texted him because it was like, oh, it was not the last one when this came up, but the one one before or whatever, I was like, oh, you and Julie have beef or whatever. And I'm like, and so I asked him, oh, I heard we have beef. And he's like, no. And then, so this thing is something I actually do say, and maybe it's because I work with a lot of like 20 somethings at the office. Cause I'm not 50 as Kirk said, I'm 38. But I was like, oh, I said that Patrick Ford had blew up my spot. And that, that actually is a term I use. So that one came out of nowhere. But the bra thing was because, and he misrepresented this on the show. I He, he said, freel, like F-R-E-A-L. Like, like a, for a, real. But okay, yeah, yeah, like shortened for real. And I just thought that was funny. Like it reminded me of like the um, bit they had been doing about Rob the producer so I was kind of making fun of him, but in like a lighthearted way. And that's why I wrote, yeah, brah. Like, yeah. to be yeah. fu- I wouldn't have done that if he didn't say frill. <laughs> Who says that? Yeah. I know. So you, you were making fun of him. And it's like um, when I said to him, I like your vibe. Thanks for chatting. He goes, his reply was just as cringy. You as well, sir. Thought you brought it as an interviewer. Appreciate the thought you put into everything. I mean, anyway, it's a love fest going on. I, I he's funny. I, <laughs> he's still making his way in the world. What can we say? Yeah, but that was a weird thing to pull from nowhere. But I like the instinct to just go into the DMs and try and make us look like idiots, even though we weren't being idiots. I do like that instinct. Oh, that's like a culinary move for sure. He would do that to me all the time. Mm. Another thing that uh, this is not, uh, I was brought up on the show. Mutt brought me up. I don't know if you heard during the week, but uh, I put out a tweet saying Mutt was too good for the Minna fans and the, I saw the network. Mm-hmm. And he brought up uh, on the show that he, well, he was defending himself against the Minna fans and he didn't do a very good job of it because he, he comes across as someone who, because he was on professional radio for a while, he thinks he's too good for the network and too good for the Minna fans. And it's like a step down. And he's still got that sort of old school radio thing where he thinks he's better than us, whereas, in fact, he's an unemployed broadcaster and <laughs> he's actually not better than anybody. Um, I'm probably getting more professional broadcasting work than him at the moment. So he should be you know, happy to come on with, with me or, or the network. Maybe he's worried that he's going to come across poorly and that Kirk's going to just rip him. Well, that could happen, but that's kind of funny if that happens. <laughs> yeah, I had to accept it for myself. So, but like you know, like what if he's not? He doesn't come across interesting or whatever. Like 
no, 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 no. All the time. He, he's got to. He should come on the network. He should come on Minifan, and he should come on Mike and the Minifans. He's got. He's not doing anything. He's just at home. He's got that. <laughs> he's got that basement studio. He can jump on any time. And uh, Coleman and Augustus brought up that that Mutt's been on the decline the last few weeks, and they, you know, they sort of used my tweet as an you know, an example of that, the fact that that was the, the first thing he brought up on the show when he was in studio. I'm a Mutt guy. I really like Mutt. I've I always really been a Mutt guy. Too. You know, he was one of the, the guys I used to listen to on EEI going way, way back. And I would love to get him on Minifandom or the network. He certainly shouldn't um, feel like he's too good for us, but just calling us the Minifans and, you know, looking down on us a little bit, I think is very inappropriate for a guy like Mutt because, yeah, you know, he's in a tough spot. He might never get another job in broadcasting, and yet he won't see this as an opportunity um, to jump on the network. So one thing that you just made me think of, like, with Mutt, and I like Mutt on the show. I think it's really funny when Kirk rips him, and he has, like, he's a pretty good sport about it. Mm. You know? um, but he's not free. Like, the thing that I loved about Kirk, and obviously you've been a fan of his a lot longer than I have, but when I, what really made me latch on is he says whatever the fuck he wants. And like that to me is something that's like lacking in society. And like to see that, like I was like, oh yeah, this is kind of show I want to listen to. Cause I say a lot of what I want to. Like if you like hung out with my coworkers, I'm, you know, I get by on likability. Otherwise I'm an HR nightmare, you know? Right. And we need to get more of this Julie on shows. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit like I said, I, I went through a tough spell there for a second. And yes, I don't like like even you implying I don't run. No, I don't run. And I haven't worked out in two months because <laughs> I broke my ankle. But you know what? Like, I, no, no, I was like, I was making a fat joke. I know. I'm not <laughs> stupid. <laughs> crying in the car. I, I know. I okay, so you, so you said you've got to go on. Sorry. I work out a lot normally, but I broke. I'm still recovering from ankle surgery. Yeah, I know you like dancing as well. How do you know this? Oh, <laughs> I didn't know what you meant. I actually do like dancing <laughs> with a pole. <laughs> no, that's been a long time, matters. And I was pretty skinny not that long ago. And so you don't do I, it for your your hubby or your partner. I can't remember. You know, your husband. Sexy, uh, sexy dancing. Or Montante. <laughs> good one <laughs> no not montante no yeah once in a while but again i've been out of down for the count for like two and a half months i can't wait to be recovered mm, yeah. um you know that was a bummer but anyway yeah the so, New York yeah so you're saying you like kirk because he's got no filter because you've got no but filter. mutt has a filter thank you for bringing mm. that he does like whenever kirk asks him like oh i don't even I don't know these people that well, but like Megan Ottolini has no ta is talentless, right? She's like she's a lovely person. Like he mm. maybe she he's friends with her, but I feel like he just doesn't feel like he can let loose the same way. Well, I I think it's it's hard to ask other people to let loose in the same way Kirk does, but Mud's pretty he's pretty loose now. Like you should have heard him on the radio. Uh, he was much tighter, but. Yeah, I'm a muck guy. I just hope we can come to peace. So, so you said let's get this Julie filter away. Like, okay, who are some of the things the Minifan world, Minifans piss you off? You know, if 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 well, let's get this filter out, no, give it to me. 
so I wouldn't say anyone pisses me off per se. And don't lie. No, like no, nobody really pisses me off. I, I mean, like the first thing that comes to mind. Well, one, or right, we'll go with mud. Like this whole, he was like so fixated on this dink thing. Like, and I'm a dink, and I don't really plan to have kids at this moment. I'm running out of time, and I don't know if I want them. And I go back and forth, and I felt like that Twitter. I don't know if that Twitter video that he was referencing was big in Australia, but it was here. It's like, well, I do what I want, and I. I watch what I want on TV and I go on vacations and blah, blah, blah. And I definitely do all those things. And in like, I don't want to be shamed for it. And part of that I think comes from like jealousy. And I thought Kirk was really good about being like, well, I mean, don't you wish you didn't have kids sometimes? I certainly do. You know, even though I've met both of his kids, they're lovely people. And he seems like a great dad. Um, But it's just like, I had a problem with that. But I like my overall. Um, I don't. Well, what in particular did you have a problem? I can't remember what Matt said about the dinks. He was like so upset about it and just being like, "Well, these people and blah blah blah." And it wasn't just him. Just excuse me. I'm sorry. That's Julie's husband. That's my stupid puppy barking at people on the sidewalk. I want to tell her to shut up. Hold on a second. Yeah, tell her to shut up. And Julie's just telling a dog to shut up. <laughs> All right. I don't want to scream out. <laughs> no, that's good. Very considerate. Um, okay. And uh, that's interesting. Obviously, you feel a bit self-conscious about that then. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like there's tons of societal pressure to have kids. And it's like a decision I've been, I mean, I got married eight years ago. And it's something I've been, like, grappling with. Like, do mm. I want to? And I've been pushing it off. I've been pushing it off. And then I was basically like last summer, like, I don't even think I want to. And is that okay? And like this whole idea that, well, you have no fulfillment in your life or you're going to die alone or in a nursing home or just like whatever. I just feel like, yeah, that's something that we, we being people who don't know if they want kids worry about. And at the same time, it's like, why can't we just like all not shame each other? Like I don't. And fuck Matt for being so inconsiderate as well. I mean, it's not that. It's just, you know, you have kids. That's great for you. Well, he, should more, he should be more thoughtful, don't you think? Like, Kirk obviously gave it some real thought and opinion, whereas Matt was just obviously envious because he thought of a life without kids and he decided to shame people that had made that decision. I think that's right. I think that's right. And it's like, yeah, to me, you, you make a choice to have kids, you should be there for them. Like, I, I totally am, like think people mm. who are good parents are good people. You know, for the most part, but like, I don't want that. And some people yeah. can't have that and they try. So it's like, there's a lot, you know, that, that to me, I don't know why that just stuck in my head. But other than that, I'm not a huge fan of Will on the show. Really? He He's wasn't fun. very good on uh, Sunday. The late, the last show was his worst performance yet. I just, he like just comes in with all these bits. He doesn't listen to the show. And I know that's a thing that a lot of people, people have problems with me because I haven't listened to every episode since the beginning or this and that. But, you know, I listen to every episode. <laughs> now I'm like totally caught mm. up with what's going on. And I just don't think he is. And I feel like he's going on to make him like to make a audience for himself. I don't love that. You think he's there just to promote his pulse of the great? I don't know. Maybe. I, I don't know definitively. I just like, 
I don't know. If you're not like, a, you should be obsessed with Kirk like I am and like, mm -hmm. you know, have a good memory of what happened in the last several well, episodes. Yeah, I agree. And that's kind of why I didn't like Rico's performance on the latest show. He was on today. And Rico clearly doesn't listen to KMS. He listens to bits, which is fine, but he doesn't listen to the whole show. He doesn't know what's going on. He And I don't think he's a good panelist on the show. Rico's a funny guy, but he's not the right fit for KMS. I like Will. Same thing as you. He just feels a bit checked out. This latest appearance wasn't very good. But I do think he has something funny about him. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. The, the bar is pretty low. Like, Pat Ford's been in there. Um, Beanbag Ron's been in there. You know, you've been in there. I mean, <laughs> we, we, we're not. We're not. We're, we're not talking about like amazing talent. So, I think Will is wheeled out once a month. It's it's fine if he's with the right person. No, uh, I agree. Mm. No, I, I I hear what you're saying. I mean, I like Patrick. Really, I like every show. Um, you know, Danny and, from Bill Rick has been in there. I mean, <laughs> he is. Hull. I mean, I love David. I actually, everyone's been in there, everyone but me. Anyway, uh, haven't you though actually been in there? I would know. I recorded Minna Fandom in there with Kirk when I was there That's last cool. summer in 2022. And if you and, didn't live in Australia, you'd definitely be in there. Oh, yeah, it's fun. I'm over it. It's almost now a badge of honor not being in there. Like, it's as I said, the. The bar's pretty low. You forgot Andy there. Mayo. <laughs> oh, yeah, Andy Mayo's been in there. John Peltier's been in there. <laughs> go on and on and on and on and on. Tim Ridgels, I loved him. Quick one for you. Go on. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go. I was going to say, no, I actually love the Meta fans. Like, I like when these people are on. And I love Blind Eyes so and Mutt. And, you know, yeah, it doesn't bother me. It's always a good show. So you love the Minna fan. So I'm doing a Minna fan of the year nominations at the moment. Who would you nominate for your Minna, Minna fan of the year? And present company not um, included. So, you would you know, be on my cool. short list, actually. But and I and do then, like the idea of Jeff D. Lowe, like, because he is yep. a real fan, I believe, um, totally. Like, and it's funny. Um, let, let me think. I think Steve from Glosser is too recent. Um and Tim and Cannon's a perennial favorite. Um, I don't know. I have to well, think. Well, Tim and Cannon's had a bad year. I mean, since his health scare, he hasn't quite been the same. So I think you'd probably rule him out. I and think Montante is a good thing. Mm, well, he might be Jerry Callahan fan of the year, but I don't know about Minna fan of the year. He's someone I that don't I don't think listens to every show. He definitely listens to every show. Yes, he does. It came up today. So I was watching live uh, when it was on this afternoon. And I, when I watch live, occasionally I'll engage in the YouTube chat. That actually is me, yeah. everyone that's wondering. And uh, Montante, I, I talked to him before I came on because I just wanted like, what should I expect? You know, and he's my friend. And um you know, he's definitely listening. He was watching live today okay. as well. Like, is that you in the chat? I was like, no, it actually isn't me. There you go. All right. So they're your minute fan of the year nominations. We'll circle round to that one and sort of have something out by the end of the year. The, Kirk said he was going to nominate his minute fan of the year. So what what I'm doing is, and I've got a bit of post-traumatic stress disorder after the minute fan top 50 or the KMS top 50, actually. Um, I'm. We're going to have a sort of a, a network-led Minifan of the Year, and we'll have Kirk's. 
and we'll see how they align. Uh, because, you know, Kirk could just be in a bad mood one day and pick somebody, um, whereas the network's going to put a bit more thought into it, i.e. we're going to whittle down the nominations, then we're going to take some kind of votes, and then we'll have a panel anoint the winner. That's how it's going to work. I mean, a funny a funny option would be Kevin the caller, because I don't think he called in much before this year, which is funny. That's true. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll let the public decide. There's a lot of... All right. Yeah, I want to address a tweet. Um, this is from Don the Jeweler. He goes, anyone feel like Kirk Club is completely checked out? Just curious. And I, I, I want to say I am not checked out at all. In fact, I don't I'm, think... I'm in a way the opposite. I'm very focused. And I'm, I hate to say this, I'm actually quite happy. And I, I know that doesn't fly in the Minifam world, but... Way things stand at the moment, I love the show. The show is killing it. It's it's in a, it's in a great run. Coleman and Gus have settled in. They're doing a fantastic job. They, I've got no complaints. The network is getting well publicised. Coleman and Gus are supporting the network. Kirk is supporting the network. I love all the Minna fans going into the show. Yeah, you know, so I've got. It's not that I'm actually just really happy and I'm really focused on continuing the network, keeping it chugging along, trying to bring in new shows over time, support the creators on the network. And so I'm not checked out at all. I'm, I'm just, I'm just very satisfied. You know, maybe the most satisfied I've ever been since listening to KMS, Jules. You know, like I've had some good sex or something and I'm just lying back <laughs> with a cigarette. Hey, you know I like when that, I, I know what you're talking about, that feeling of just like zen when everything's going well. Mm. It's been a few months since I felt that, but yeah, I get it. That that makes a lot of sense. You don't seem checked out to me. Mm -mm. No, and I think maybe um, that was misconstrued by Don because I haven't been, you know, these fuel, rage-filled rants about the network or or what, the all those kind of things, just really happy, you know, supporting part of the team, part of like the broader team, supporting the creators. And yeah, Coleman, I said Coleman and Gus have settled in, they're doing a great job. And that's just where I'm at. That's just where I'm at. And I guess yeah. as well, Men is Live is kind of a little bit muted by the fact that I am the CEO of the network because really it's, can't be shitting on the network the whole time if I'm the CEO or the other shows. And I've got to support people like Beanbag Ron and McFuss and, and Danny from Bill Rigby and Dava and Steve from Gloucester and all these guys. I've got to support them and see them be successful and flourish. And, you know, maybe, maybe that just is a, you know, sort of a change of, it's a pivot almost. But unfortunately, well, also you sold your restaurant, right? Hopefully, that, that's hopefully it's going to be delayed a little bit. So anyway, don't want to get into that. Well, um, sure. yeah, but maybe that's that's got thing. nothing to do with it. That's got nothing to do with it. I can no. tell you that's got nothing to do with my feelings towards the show or the network. Uh, so, Don, I'm not checked out. I'm just happy, which I know that's like a you know swear word in KMS to say that. Um, but but if you're not happy, head to better help. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I definitely need that. <laughs> Uh, yeah. um, so we're going to get into listener questions and we're going to um, get into what have um, Red's parents been watching or what should they watch. Just just take me back. You were on Quantum Kirk 
recently and you talked about your first episode with them that you got that got you into the show what was that episode again it was a i am barstool so it was back in january of last year so 2022 um it was after there was like some spat between alex bennett and dave portnoy over Mm. hampton's woman and like the backstory isn't as important as just dave was going on kirk's show i had been listening to dave portnoy's podcast that has since deceased um and so I hopped on to listen, and ever since I've just been—I have to hear. I, I need to know what's happening. Like it became my favorite podcast pretty quickly, and like really the only one I've listened to consistently. And how did you get into Dave Portnoy's podcast? Then were you always a Barstool fan? No, I mean sort of. Like I followed them on Twitter, and I followed them on Instagram, and I like videos and whatever. Um, but really, oh, were you a Mean there. Girls fan? Were you a Mean no, Girls no. fan? <laughs> no. Nor a Caller Daddy fan. Like that's not my cup no. of tea. <laughs> um, no, I uh, during COVID, when I was in lockdown in San Francisco, and for at least the first few months, there was really little content or normality. And it was a very depressing time for me. I'm a super social person, and I just remember Portnoy like putting out the unboxing videos and and so i would watch them because there's nothing else going on i knew who he was and i really started to get invested in his life although not nearly as much as kirk's now um but that was it it was COVID. i mean dave portnoy like uh, second to probably taylor swift worked the hardest during COVID. it looks like it paid off for like both of them and in Kirk too, I wasn't a listener at the time, but he put out shows consistently through COVID as well. And I wish I was a fan at the time because that would have helped my mental health as well. Like we're mm, all they didn't was, stop. No, they didn't stop. And you know, I was stuck, and my husband and I would. I was working from home. I had taken a pay cut. My job, just the uncertainty, and all we could do is really walk around San Francisco. That's where I lived at the time, and. Um, I wish I had Kirk's podcast to listen mm. to. That would have been better. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Have you ever gone back and listened to old episodes? Do you sort of I have. Through them? Yeah. So I started from the very beginning, um, the Plymouth show. I was supposed to fly to Boston and have family pick me up and take me to Plymouth. My flight actually ended up getting canceled, and that was on Friday. And I really wanted to make it for the Friday night because it was such a fun time in Portland. Um, so I just got in my car and drove, but it was like six and a half hours. So I started listening to like the beginning episodes and I've gotten probably three months in, um, mm. but I, I haven't been driving cause of my foot. So I think once I, that picks up, I'll be listening to, I'm going to listen to all of them. Wait till honestly, you get to the episode. Go on, sorry. I've listened to some of the favorites too. Like just asking my family, like, what are the hits? Um, like, so the Cullen episode or. When Steve quits, like, you know, I listen to a bunch of like the classics for sure as well. My, my favorite old episode is when I got Steve suspended. That's like um, early 2020. So you'll enjoy that one. Okay. Maybe I'll jump ahead. But I'm also like not rushing because it's something to look forward to as well, you know? Yeah. I sometimes just pick sort of random sort of weeks and listen to the whole week. I find it's good to sort of. Uh, just listen to a few shows in a row um, from a period. I enjoy that. It's fun. It's cool to hear. It's like a blast from the past, like hearing like Blind Mike before 
you know, when he tried to get a job at Barstool and then he did. And then, you know, it's just Mm. cool to go back and see people's past, you know, near past, but past. Now, let's be honest. If truth, truth, truth time, you miss Dave Cullinane a lot, don't you? Like if you could swap Dave Cullinane for these two, you would. I definitely miss Dave Cullinane a lot. And I was going to bring that up and ask you if you missed him. Um, actually, that was on my mind. Uh, I, would I swap them him though? Um, no, like you know, I think if you and this is I don't if you you probably didn't listen to Quantum Kirk, but if you the first episode I listened to was a Cullinane episode, and he was a lot different, like a lot more motivated. I actually don't think, and I don't know this factually. Like I have. Did you say I don't listen to Quantum Kirk? No, I didn't know if you listened to the episode I was on or not. Oh, yeah, I absolutely. I get I, I get them all. I, I listen to them before they go out. Okay. I've listened to Tomorrow Nights. I'm still being nice to Dave when he just shit. In Tomorrow Night's episode of Quantum Kirk, he says how much he hates me. He says how much he hates me. He says how much when I, uh, he says men as lives boring. He says I'm an idiot, whatever. Anyway. Dave has got his own shit to deal with. He's had you a, guys got to hear that because I no, really, no, it's fine. We're well, actually really good friends. That's the thing. It's a bit of WWE stuff from Dave. We hung out a lot. I consider him one of my you know best friends in the Minifan world. I can oh, call he him was, in a second. Um, he just takes some of the things to heart. That's all. So, he's a good guy, and he was like, so you, this is your Quantum Kirk. I, I, oh yeah. So like in that episode, Cullinan was a lot more prepared. Like and into it and just like alive, and I just think that it got tiresome for him. He seems alive again with the hits. I can't say I, I I've told him this. Like I don't watch it because I'm not up at six a.m. Mm. Like that's not who I am as a person. Um, but he seems to be really happy, and it seems to be at least sort of taking off. And like he's got people in the Middle East watching it and whatever, and. It's, you know, good for him. But, yeah, I miss He's going to get assassinated. <laughs> oh, he's going to get his front door, back door broken in for messing with this. The Saudis will get to him. Like they got to me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I wouldn't swap him out. I think, Andrew. No, and- even after what Coleman did to you, you wouldn't if you could swap no. him out. In fact, I think that move by Coleman was Cullinane-esque because Cullinane, mm. like, Loves to stir the pot and stir shit. And I feel like Coleman's like getting his footing with all of us. And he doesn't really know me at all. And so it's it's good. It's good to have like stories okay. to bring up in the Minifan world. But he like so you, definitely left out that he wrote Freel. Who says yeah, for real? For real. We got him. No, we fucked him. We're, Coleman's dead now. <laughs> this is it. For real. He, Coleman, Coleman stitched you up. That's an Aussie expression. Do you get like that? It. Stitched up means when you've been, I don't know, sold down the river. Um, <laughs> that's another, I don't know, that, that makes sense to Americans, doesn't it? After the legend thing, now it's in my head that i am got to watch my Australian colloquialisms. Um, so what you're saying is you don't miss, you miss Dave as a person, but you can see that these guys are doing a better job now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, like not that Dave did a bad job. I just think he it happens to everybody, like in jobs, like eventually. Sometimes you just like mentally move on before you physically move on. And I think he's great as a third chair. I love when he comes in. Like he's a good guest. He's funny. He's, it, he's a better guest than producer. 
Well, yeah, he was a good guest when he was the producer. Like, I liked him, like, his presence mm. on the show. You know, he's funny. He is. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and you, you were going to ask me if I miss him. I don't miss him. L- lovely guy, but he's ineptness did frustrate me and it frustrated me to do with the network it frustrated how checked out he was from the network i don't expect uh, the network to be front and center for the producer but should be a small part of their consideration and i really love the fact that Coleman and gus are at least you know mentioning when shows are on uh, are watching some of some of the shows uh, whereas color name was completely checked out so i don't miss him at all because he disappointed me a, a, a bit like, uh, and I said this many times, you know, nice guy, good heart, just as I said, like a child that disappoints a parent. That's how I felt about him. I expected so much more and we got very, very little. couple more questions for you. What's been going on in that private chat, by the way? Oh, the group chat? Well, we yeah. have Justin. So who's, in, who's in there? You're Justin's in, yeah. Justin and Dave Coleman are still in, and then mostly my family and one family friend. Um, okay. And any gossip? It's any takes? No, I mean Justin loves when I like say something controversial. He definitely wants to stir the pot. Um, I forget. Oh, I'll, I'll say this out loud. I said it in the chat. Um, I don't believe I. I like Daniel Borica. He's a nice guy. Um, yeah. But I don't believe that he gave his friend a wedding gift of 350 Like at the time, it seems like he was lying to me. I'm really good at spotting a lie. Yeah. And that just doesn't seem like the right number. Like I got married and the most generous gift from a friend was like 250 which I thought was like super nice. Yeah. And, you know, but I guess maybe if you felt guilty about not going, you'd give a little bit more. But he has a young family and I don't know. I just didn't buy it. And I said that in the group chat, and, and and Justin responds like, "Drag him," and he like <laughs> he'll put like gifts of like the Sith Lord or whatever from Star Wars, and yeah, he definitely wants to stir up controversy. Okay, fair enough. Hot, that's not really a big hot take, but anyway, I got a couple more questions for you. Then we're going to get into listener questions, and there's a lot of them. Did Montante really sex to you? He did not sex me. I literally, because he was the only person I really know in the Minifan world, I'm just getting new because I want to hang out with Minifans or at least like somewhat, like I don't think I'm too good. So that night, like at the show, I went to Montante and I was like, so where's everybody going? He's obviously like friendly with everybody. Mm. And I was like, here's my number. Text me the bar everyone's going to. I want to make sure to come. Yeah. And that was it. And he didn't sexy. The next morning he was like, are you alive or something? Which I was. Like I was already on my way he home. Like, are you alive? Can I come over? That kind No, of there was no you up. There was no like, can I come over? No, no, no. Has any Minifans hit you up in any kind of DMs and been like? Well, uh, no, because I'm not public on Twitter. So, no. And, you know. I laugh it off. You know, I'm pretty You laugh it off. So it has happened. No, like if someone like like in the YouTube chat or something, if they make a comment or whatever, like it's funny, like it doesn't bother me. I'm very loyal to my husband and I'm also old enough to take care of myself. Like, 
you know, I, I feel bad for what happened um, at the Friday night in Portland. I don't, I didn't know the people that well at the time, so I can't remember anyone's name, but one of the Minda ladies was like hit on aggressively or something. Oh yeah, Lauren. Lauren. It was Lauren. Okay. So I didn't know Lauren as much. Like now I know who she is. I would have noticed, but I saw that same guy like hitting on Brie Hunter who was there. And I didn't really know Brie either, but Dave was like, you should step in. Like that's inappropriate. I was like, you're right. I should. And so I did. I'm like, I don't, no one, no one touches me if I don't want them to touch them. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Or if I don't want them to touch me, rather. Yeah, it's got very okay. So no one's eating onto you, really. No. Okay. Not even Montante. No, not Montante. He's a very nice guy. Yeah. Danny from Bill Rickards really concerned about this. How much money did you make from soccer? From soccer. Soccer. Sacco. Sacco. Oh, oh, Sacco. Oh, sorry. Uh, I haven't made anything. You did okay? Because Danny was really upset. Upset about that, then why would he be upset about that? I don't why know. He was he wanted to know how much you were getting paid for your work. I haven't been paid a cent for my work, and I assume if I do enough work for Kirk, he'll give me some money sometime. But I'm really not concerned about it. I really just do it because of my own, you know, enjoyment of the show. Good, good. All right. Um, all right, let's get into listener questions. Anything, sorry, anything else you want to bring up? Around the show, anything you want to get off your chest, anything you want to ask me, now's your chance. I don't now's know, I chance, Jules. Like, <laughs> Jules, I feel like I've got it all out. I, you know, I, I have, I really don't have beef, and I'm not a grudge holder. So, neither mm. am I. I like right, now, anyone that likes me, and vice versa. Yeah, I'm not a grudge holder. Speaking of grudges, he's that bitch minifan, Lauren. Um, all right, she's got the first question. Give us your Mount Rushmore of hottest minifans, please, and thank you. Now, I'm uh, assuming this is to you, Jules. Well, I appreciate so, the question, Lauren. Uh, well, if Kirk, I don't know if Kirk counts, but he would obviously be my number one on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think the four, I, in no particular order, I'm just, I'd place them how much they look like each president, but I've already thought about this, obviously. Well, who is it? Give them to, who are the four? <laughs> Blind Mike, Dave Cullinane, Montante, and John from Scranton. But Kirk is obviously number one. Like, he could just have one face. Blind Mike, Dave Cullinane. Yeah. Montante. Yeah. I like that. I think he's cute. And, and John from Scranton. Yeah. No Andy Mayer. He just missed it. <laughs> okay. I like it. That is... Wild, but I like it. <laughs> Widely different people. Now we've got a question from Kane, who's this annoying, such an annoying Minna fan. Nice guy, but his entry into the world has not been great so far. Uh, I do, agree. Does, Ju does Julie see the axe as her competition? What a stupid question, but you can answer. No, it. no. I think we, and I've, we had a lovely conversation. She was in the uh, YouTube chat and no, no, she's a very nice person, very sweet, absolutely. Absolutely. She's the the spine of the network. All right, now, Rico Bosco fan, what's on the menu at the Gloss Fathers Sunday dinner? The Gloss Fathers? Yeah. Who are the Gloss Fathers? Is, is your dad um, 
Does your dad live in where does your dad live? Tennessee. <laughs> I don't know what what's on the menu at the Gloss Fathers Sunday dinner. I thought this was referring to your dad. I mean, if it is referring to my dad, I don't know. I don't I've only seen my dad like every other year pretty much. Um and I, I when we have dinner, we just like go to restaurants. Like he can't yeah. host the dinner. Okay. Well, terrible question, Rico. <laughs> This is from Sneakers. I'll pass. She fucking sucks. Well, that's statement, not a question, Sneakers. Ah, fuck you, Sneakers. How about that? Like these he's going through fans, Like really, he's going through a tough spot at the moment because he's he's making fun of the show. He's saying you know it's all really childish, and then he's you know tweeting out pictures of his iced coffee in the morning and stuff, <laughs> saying he's adding extra caramel and how yummy it is. So. I think sneakers. I think sneakers like me. He's probably actually happy, and he doesn't know it. Like sneakers doesn't know what it feels like to be happy. But I think after you know, it must have been very cathartic for him to assault VD and Jay and get all that anger out of his system. And he, he's probably actually. I mean, if you're tweeting out photos of your iced coffee in the morning, you're happy because no no one with any sense of misery would do that. But I think that's. Accurate, yeah. The only time I've ever t- snapped or tweeted an iced coffee picture, I was very happy. Um, but I don't get it. I don't really get these Mina fans that hate this show, honestly. Neither do I. All right, Tim Smith, next question. Why do you only do Men Is Live once every one to two weeks? Well, Tim, when the network restarted, I never committed to doing Men Is Live more than once a week. So the fact that I've been doing it every one to two weeks is actually hitting the overs. Tim Smith, shouldn't the CEO lead by example with more regular shows, especially when the schedule is pretty barren of anything interesting? Well, Tim, thank you for being such a fan of Men Is Live, and I appreciate you putting it in the interesting bucket because, you know, I'm really proud of the show. But this is a, you know, conundrum I face. What should be more important for me, content creation or the well-being and the longevity of the network? And at the moment, I am putting the network above my own petty need for attention. And I want the network to succeed. That is taking quite a bit of time and energy, not tons, because, you know, there's a great team, the Axe, BA. But when you add all the time together, I spend just getting the network organised. That's what I could be doing one minute fandom a week or one minute live a week. But I would rather sacrifice my own content creation for the good of the Minna fans, for the good of the network. And, and that's where we're at at the moment. Now, maybe I should abdicate so I could be more a content creator, but I don't think that is the right thing for the network. I also think you should do what makes you happy. So, Thanks, Jules. It's a stupid answer, but whatever. No, I mean, seriously, if you like, like, like I like doing behind the scenes work too, and you obviously do, like you're watching all these podcasts and helping produce them mm. and put them out. If that's what you like to do, like that's what you Well, I like do. doing both. I like doing the shows. I love doing Men of Fandom. I love doing Men as Live. I love running the network. But there's only so many hours in the day. And, you know, pro, you know what it's like, Jules. You've got a really high-flying job. You always mention it every five minutes on the show. Shut and, up. Uh, <laughs> so, so you, you know when you you when you're a higher flying executive like we are, let's face it, um, right, you have to prioritize because you've got a million things coming in, and it's all about priorities. And my priority, Tim, is the network. 
All right, next question. People's Republic of Coleman. Hi, Julie. Hosting a dinner party and I have a quick question. Which goes better with salmon and a Caesar salad, white or red Benadryl? <laughs> I mean, if it were actually a question about wine, you know, both could pair quite lovely. I would go with a, a light Pinot Noir myself. But Good recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> Byron Leftwich, did she show her pussy and butthole to the guys at Alex's strip club when she yes. danced for them to get revenge on her now husband? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Not super consciously, but yes. It was both to get revenge on him and to, like, feel sexy in a moment. I was very depressed. Yeah, feel know? free. Be proud of you, buddy. Be proud of Show I it mean, off. I've you been go, all weights over the years and i was a lot thinner and fitter and looked very hot back then and the sad thing is you never know it when it's actually happening you know and i just i'd lost a lot of weight like since high school and felt good no regrets Fantastic. no regrets at all you show that snatch off whenever you want and um, <laughs> all right ricky, ricky slicks what's your twitter handle uh not sharing. Only a few people know. Why, and I'm, why wouldn't you go public with a Twitter handle now? There's a few if reasons. Like, don't, I know for your job, but you don't have to call yourself Julie X. You just, you know, come up with no, a, a no. Twitter it, it was originally from my job, and like my Twitter, I've had for like five years, and I'm actually quite political. And, but I don't want everyone to know what I believe. So, like, I have, like, years of liking and what? Okay, and you've got years of like, Yeah. And, like, I could start a burner. I've done it for, like, an I hour. I would start a burner. Like, or not a burner, but, like, an account that's me, like, with the within the KMS world. But I'm also, like, I don't necessarily want to engage in, like, some things because for my own mental health and i kind of like okay. just kind of watching from afar and, and commenting but there are three people in the men world that have my real twitter right okay well fair enough ricky you're not going to get it but but my my twitter account is, is um i just started for the minifan world it's just minifan stuff because obviously i keep my cricket stuff separately because no minifans want to hear me tweeting about <laughs> who's opening the batting for Australia or or the Ashes or any of that stuff. So I keep them separate. All right, next question from Chris from Visiting Earth in Rhode Island. Um, who will suck Coleman's cock first? I mean, I think he'd prefer Nothing. you. I think so too, um, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I after, do. <laughs> after, after what time period will you switch to take turns? Is ass play involved? Who will swallow his cum? Or would you share it by spitting into each other's mouth? Who will be doing said spitting? Now, I think the real issue here, Julie, <laughs> is not us. It's how much Chris has fantasized about this. <laughs> but he is definitely jerking off while writing this tweet. So, Chris, you need to write with brother. As, um, next question Terry Lawrence, what's your OnlyFans link? <laughs> I do not have an OnlyFans. <laughs> Terrible question. Uh, next question, Michael Maserati. How often do you cry in cars? Not that often. Well, I'm actually, I cry a lot in general. I'm a very emotional person, like movies, happy, sad, whatever. Mm. 
um, that day it was just, I was under a lot of stress. Um, and you know, I was taking on a lot at the time, like work was super busy and I wanted to do a good job for Kirk and it had more to do with that than anything else. Um, and yeah, sometimes I just have to like, let it out to feel better. My therapy. Okay. Good stuff. Um, Last question. This is for both of us from Michael Maserati again. Is Steve from Gloucester the next big thing? I say, yeah. Huh. What do you think of I Steve mean, from Gloucester? That's sorry. He says, yeah. Michael Maserati says, yeah, not me. I I think he's entertaining for sure. I mean, during his last appearance on the show, I did text the group chat. Is this, is this like, this is a perpetual bit, right? I do think he turns it on a little bit. Like it might not be fully authentic, but I find him entertaining. And it's funny that there's so many clips to like laugh about that. That's those questions. That was pretty good. I have to say. Mm. Yeah. I, mm, I listened to him on, Mount Kirkmore. I, I don't think he's the next big thing because I think he's fucking delusional and he's a fucking mental case. Like he really is just a bastard case. He's 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 not far away from being locked up. Like he's not right on like the door of being locked up like yellow shirt guy, but <laughs> certainly if you said to me in a year he's in McLean's, I wouldn't be surprised. Um but I like him and I love his idea of a show. I want more shows for the network where it's just 10 or 15 minutes talking about things in the KMS world that interest you. I enjoyed it. Even Steve from Gloucester asking, what, 55 questions in 17 minutes. That was enjoyable. Just, yeah, it was fun. So more people, if you want to join the network, you know, record some audio, record it, you record it on your phone and send it to me. Um, whatever. I, I think those sort of short little podcasts with your takes on the Minifan world are very good. I don't think it helps. Like, you got to be yourself. Like, Kane, Kane obviously saw what happened to Steve from Gloucester and, and was like, I'm going to wave my hands and try and get that same attention. Like, don't expect that every time. Like, things come along at certain moments and they just land. And Steve from Gloucester really landed. It was just that, that, right amount of crazy and delusional but also just grounded in reality enough to make it stick but it, it doesn't always happen yeah i agree and if that's what makes him more interesting it's like is it a bit or is he actually crazy or is it both mm. i think so. it's both <laughs> i think it's both <laughs> But that is all the listener questions. Now we end in a fandom. I know you've never heard this show before, but we always end with a bit of a pop culture segment and it's dedicated to Red's dead's dead parents. Red was a former co-host on the show. He quit because he's a big giant fucking pussy, but um, you know, his parents are in heaven and I like to recommend things that they can stream. So I've got three shows. Then I'll leave you to see if you've got anything. Okay. I know you work a lot, so you might not um, have time to watch TV. <laughs> Uh, firstly, Slow Horses on Apple TV. It's back. The best show on television. It's third season. It's with Gary Oldman. I guarantee you should be watching this. If you're not watching Slow Horses, you are missing out. Have you? Do you have Apple TV? I don't at the moment. I buy it if I want to see something, but I'll look into that. Um... Great, great show. I watched on Netflix the new Julia Roberts movie, Leave the World Behind. Have you seen what that? You think? No, I've heard of it. I've heard controversial things. My husband wanted to watch that, but I'd heard it. 
didn't are very much worth viewing on Netflix. I think it's a perfect TV movie, if you ask me. I don't know if I'd feel the same if I'd gone to the cinema and maybe spent money on a ticket, whatever. But for Netflix, very enjoyable, makes you think. I don't want to spoil the ending, but um, certainly worth watching. Yeah, and if I'm giving it a mark, leave the world behind, I'm sort of talking, you know, in that mid-60s to maybe 75, uh, probably the low 70s for leave the world behind. I'm just biased against Barack Obama, so. Well, I don't think he's in it. No, he produced it, though. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, didn't know that. I'm not I into saw- conspiracy theories like Kirk was describing, I think, on the rundown today, but, I, yeah. Mm. I saw Silent Night, the new John Woo action film, which is about an hour and 45 minutes with no dialogue in the whole film. And I've got to say, it didn't land for me. I love action films. I like the idea behind it, but it was nothing new. Apart from the no dialogue, you could have, you've seen this story a hundred times before. Uh, so I'd sort of give it a 60, uh, 58 out of 100. I think that's where I landed on Silent Night, 58 out of 100. And last one is on Paramount Plus, I'm watching a new show called Bass Reeves, which is by the same people that make Yellowstone about the first African-American marshal in the States. I love a Western, love some cowboy stuff. So Bass Reeves is good, as Jerry Callahan would say. What have you been watching, Jules? Um, Got any so, reckies? Uh, you know, I have not, no, like, shows I'm super into. I also Thank watched the first part of The Crown, the, the second part coming out this week. But, you know, I did think Princess Diana was the best part of it. Um, was that just because Kirk had watched it you started watching no, it? No, I had watched it, actually. He had watched it. I had already seen all The Crown. And uh, before even brought up on the show, I'd already seen it. Like it was like a few days after it came out. But I think it's funny that he watched it. Those were probably the best episodes. But again, Princess Diana is the most interesting part to me. Mm. Um, This is like, I remember, I was only 11 when she died, but I remember where I was. It was like the first real like world event that like had an impact. Um, So I thought that was interesting. And then, you know, other than that, I'm going to, I rented it already. I have to watch in the next two days. I started right before we recorded this podcast, the the Taylor Swift's Eras Tour movie, which I saw in the theater, just came out with an extended version that you can rent. So I'll be into that over the next few days. Where Um, do you rent that from? Amazon Prime. Right. It's like $20, though, for like. Okay. So it'd be like $1,000 in Australia. uh, Maybe not. Really? It's (laughs) on demand. It'd be like $30 Australian. Oh, Okay. Um, yeah, so I'll watch that. Obviously, I'm gonna watch Surviving Barcel right after that, and I'm super excited. I want to mm-hmm. see who wins, and I want to see some fireworks. Um, and other than that, I watched a few Christmas movies lately, and my favorite Christmas movie of all time I watched last night, and it's so lame. You're gonna think it's so lame, but I love a Muppet Christmas Carol. Like okay. I, I love a Christmas Carol story in general. Like it's to me like as it came out when I was seven years old. And I think it actually it's funny when you watch things that you liked as a kid, but I feel like if it influenced my life, like the idea of the the ironically the rich landlord, like I'm not the owner of my company, but the rich landlord um, who like has grows a heart on Christmas Day, like seeing all the thing like you know you know the story every most people know the story yeah. so you're, you're the rich landlord in the story i'm not actually but i could never be fully because of that but 
yeah, and I also think Michael Keane. Yeah, Muppet, Muppet, Muppet Christmas Carol. Well, what a recommendation! What? A recommendation. <laughs> Watch it again. I'm telling you, you Michael love Christmas. Keaton. You clearly love Christmas. I actually hate Christmas, like Kirk, yeah. but. Christmas movies, I find like a lot of times, like I told you, I need to cry sometimes. And I think there's a lot of good themes that really should be imparted through the rest of the year. But I hate the actual Christmas haul. The, the pressure of giving gifts is too much for me. It's just a lot of stress. I'd rather just no one gives me presents. I don't give them presents. And we all hang out. So okay. Well, Jules. Thanks so much for coming on Minifand. And we've had a great time. We've had a fantastic chat. This has been so good to get to know you a bit better. We had a rocky start. We did. I said some comments about you that you deserved. I heard. <laughs> but anyway, look, I think we're in a good spot now. Thanks so much. Take care. Um, and, and we'll catch up again soon. You know, I want you to be more involved within the network, jumping on Mike and the Minifans every couple of months and hearing your takes. I, I think you should. You know, you're not too good for us or the Minna ladies. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely not. And one final question for you, because I yes. just thought of it. In Australia, is the word cunt, like, not as bad like it is in England? Yes, it's versus, very affectionate. Like, versus, it's like, very Not affectionate, but, like, you know, you could call people, like, in the U.S., it's like, <gasps> you call her a cunt. But in England, I yeah. feel like they, like, just drop it whenever, yeah. like, to be funny. Yeah, it's it's very it's very casual here. It's still a rude word. I wouldn't you wouldn't want your kids in primary school calling their their friends cunts. But also, it can come across as affectionate as well. Like if if you might you know give you 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 know your mate a hug and ah you dumb cunt or um, yeah you, know, like you might call you you know your girlfriend ah you silly little cunt something like that like you know affectionate. Oh, lovely. Well, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jules. Well, thank you so much. Listeners, thank you so much for listening. Uh, the the Mena fans are the best fans in the world. Thanks for sticking with Mena fandom. There'll be more to come before the end of the year. Um, and, yeah, if you, if you want to um, reach out, send a message in um, before the end of the year, any guests you want to you hear from, uh, shoot them through. And hopefully in the Christmas period I'll do a few extra shows. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>